0: This is the
1: Agent Mind Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host, TJ McGraw, and I'm an active investor and real estate agent. And as you know, I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset. And I'm on this journey to definitely live within my passion, uh, build wealth and live within my passions. And I also want to share everything I'm learning and the process with all of you to help you build wealth and live within your passions as well. Um, so you know the, the the show is Conversations with Successful People um in and outside of real estate. Um today we happen to have a, some a, a pair of investors on who have a great story. I can't wait for you all to hear it. Um but of course as you know even if we have other people from outside the the real estate industry uh, we're talking through the lens of a real estate agent um uh, just to keep it keep it relevant for all of us that, uh, that are in the biz. Um, you know, as always, if you enjoy what we're doing, uh, click subscribe, leave a review. That'd be super helpful. Um, to get the podcast out there in front of more listeners, um, like yourselves that they could really enjoy it and perhaps, um, help, uh, other people there. Go check out the website, the agentmind.com. Um, uh, there's a link to videos in there. You can schedule a call with me, sign up for a newsletter and, uh, you know, get notifications about the show in events because we're definitely gonna have some events coming up um, fairly soon We've uh, get some things cooking. So, and as always, before we dig in, uh, how would you like to free up more of your time, hand off those mundane admin tasks that slow you down so you can focus on the things that really drive revenue and put more money in your pocket? Well, Riva Global Virtual Assistants can do that for you. All their skilled assistants specialize in helping real estate professionals with hundreds of tasks Stop trying to do it all yourself and have a virtual assistant do it for you. Check out Reva Global Virtual Assistants by heading over to theageofmine.com and click the link. Learn more about virtual assistants. Uh, so today's show is awesome. Um, it, I have a, a husband and wife investor team. Um, they were able to leave their W-2 jobs uh, within three years of, of starting, um, they say, by their intentional uh, property, which I'll let them tell the story. Um, they did have an unintentional property to start off. It kind of sparked this fire, and then they they started buying properties intentionally, um, and they flip some, the buy and holds, just um, basically building wealth uh, for for that financial independence, um, getting there. So able to leave their jobs. Um, there's something that I want you to pay particular attention to. Um, it's kind of an underlying theme throughout the whole uh, episode. And that is, um, they, I'm, I'm so happy that they had their, their, their son with them. He's very new to this world and you can hear him throughout the episode, uh, you know, making, making noise. He never was crying, but he's, you know, he's making the, the, the infant noises that are, you know, the cute noises that we all, uh, understand. We all have heard before from, from babies as it were. So, uh, he definitely participated in the episode. Um, what is awesome about this is that the whole episode is about financial independence and freedom of time and getting to a point, uh, in your career, if uh, whether it's investing or whatever it is that you're doing to build wealth, um, getting to that point where you can spend time with your family or spend time on the things that you want to do. Um, for Eric and Tiffany, it happens to be families, uh, central, um, to their values. And so that's what they do. And it's clear and apparent throughout this episode. So I just, I can't say that enough because I share that sentiment of family. is something that I value deeply and freedom of time to spend with them. is something I value um, even more than money. So um, definitely pay attention to that. One other thing is just, I just want to comment on the, the absolute dedication that they had when they started um, g- going on this journey of investing and deciding that this is what they're going to do is is invest in, in in properties and and flip homes and rent homes and just just be financially independent from real estate as soon as they made that decision it was no there was no stopping there's no stopping them at all it was persistence perseverance um some sacrifice they had a cool story about uh you know when they first started out and their living situations uh for the first couple of flips that they were doing um it's just super awesome so I hope you enjoy the show. Um, I love this story because I love family, as I said, and I hope you enjoy it as well. So here we are with Eric and Tiffany Vogel from Georgia. All right, everybody. I'm excited today. I have, um, I would say, Metro Atlanta's uh, real estate investing power couple. So excited to talk about uh, how they got to um, uh, basically leave their their W-2 jobs and are just full-time investing. I'm um, being pretty successful at it. So please welcome to the show, Eric and Tiffany Vogel. How you doing today, y'all?
2: Hey, we're doing pretty good. Uh, Tiffany is holding our, our son, Otto, and might have to step away a few times here and there to make sure oh, he's that's gonna, all right. his head off. But uh, we're, <laughs> we're doing good today. Uh, excited to be on your podcast and excited to share a little bit about what we've done, our journey to get to where we are today, and awesome. I guess
1: a little bit about where we're heading in the future. Awesome. Tiffany, yeah. you got
3: anything? <laughs>
1: Great to be here. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm excited to have you guys on because it's, it's um I mean, you, you hear about uh, the myths, not the myths, you hear about the uh, mystical people that can leave their jobs and just make a living off of real estate investment. So I'm happy to, I know two in the flesh people that have done it. Um, and the way you've done it too, as a team, I think is, is pretty cool. I'm, I can't wait to kind of dig into that. Um, so I guess really just let's, um, like start off at the beginning, like before you got into investing and what were y'all doing and, you know, then to walk me through like the thought process as you started the, the journey into investing.
2: I'll start. I was a high school teacher and I got on match.com and found this one here. <laughs> nice. You know, those things do work, you know, if you're diligent. <laughs> I got lucky. Let's be honest. Um, And so I was teaching, and we started dating. And a couple dates in, I said, "Hey, I need some help moving out of my house."
3: Uh, No second date.
2: Our second date. (laughs) Moving past. It was it was a good date. She helped me move. Perfect. I I I was moving in with my dad at the time, just because I wanted to be in a different spot, but I couldn't sell my house and. I was like, the agent said, you're upside down. You can't sell it. Okay, Uh I'll rent it. And I didn't really have Tiffany in on the loop on this whole thing. She didn't really know I was going to rent it and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I put an ad on Facebook. I I rented it out to the first guy. I showed up with cash and I got pretty lucky. Uh, He was a great tenant, but I never went and picked up the cash or anything like that. And Tiffany very quickly told me, she said, you're a very bad landlord. Let me (laughs) go figure out how to make you a better landlord. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, so from there, I was working a job. I started out as an intern with this company and worked my way up through the ranks in a corporate analytics job. Mm-hmm. And really enjoyed it. Um, I still actually work there part-time, just kind of for fun and mm-hmm. spending money. But uh, I, I looked at how Eric was handling the business and was like, there's got to be a better way. So yeah. got on the web, did some Googling, came across Bigger Pockets and Mm -hmm. one day we were sitting around the fire pit out back and said we could do something with this like we could really achieve crazy goals that we never even thought were possible if we just scale and buy a few rentals and do it the right way so we figured out how to landlord with that one and i would say probably six months after that which is actually three years ago we bought our first intentional rental Mm -hmm. and from there renovated it over the summer. It took longer than we thought and cost more than we thought. Uh, Eric wound up living out there for part of the summer eating PB&Js and Pop-Tarts and sleeping on an air mattress. 12-14 right. hour days and from there school season started. Band camp and all the fun things that go with being a high school band director came up and we would work our full day at work and then drive 40 minutes, work till midnight, then drive home and do it all over again. And yeah. The first one, a lot of sweat equity.
1: Yeah. That was, that's, that's a big, a lot of commitment for that, for sure. And it, so what, tell, us, tell me a little bit more about the the, the dynamic with your, your first, so you kind of fell into it by accident because of the economy, basically, and the crash, I'm assuming. And then, um, so you rented it out to, well, everything... Kind of worked itself out and the market, corrected itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you, you, you said you, you were like you didn't. We were intending on being a landlord. Did you think that you wanted to get into investing before that, or th- was that kind of the catalyst?
2: Oh no, I had a very defined goal of where I wanted to be in my teaching career. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had a a growth pattern that I was following. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a band director at this school for for this long. And see how big I can grow that program, then move to the, move to the next program, or just keep growing that program. I mean, I was dead set on my career. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tiffany was climbing yeah. the corporate ladder. I went and if got you a master's
3: degree and everything, ready to continue climbing it. And yeah. I mean, it, it pays off in our business, but mm-hmm. it's uh, not something I've used in my corporate career.
2: So honestly, we truly accidentally decided we wanted to be investors.
1: Yeah. That's good. I it just I, I love hearing that like how people got into it. Is it's just it's there's so many different stories, but I, I love the ones that are like oh, it's by accident, and then we realized that this is this is the thing that's um that's uh, gonna make us wealthy. So that that's awesome. So you guys you got together, and of course, it's the your smarter half made the suggestion that <laughs> that yeah. you know you should start doing doing this a little bit more often, and then so you got into you got to do, let me ask you this question: How many properties do you do you own right now? Thirteen. Thirteen. Cool. And you, you're. Not, I'm. I'm assuming that you're not living at them, doing all the work yourself right now.
2: The first five, I would say, we were very hands on, mm-hmm. and then we started thinking more abundantly about how can we, how can we scale faster, scale a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. How can we put more people to work with our Mm -hmm. business and help more people? Um, So we started hiring out a lot more because we have good family friends and good friends in the trades that we know that could use the work. And I didn't necessarily grow our business by being at the job site. So what we did was we we decided we're going to spend this money to – to get me off the job site so I can go um, build up this other business that we started and grew. Um, that's a different, uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was able to step away and we were able to hire people that were good at their trades. Mm -hmm. They're doing it better than I would have ever done it. They're doing it quicker than I would have ever done it. Mm -hmm. And we're growing our reputation that way. So there's, there's more people that know what we're doing and, Mm -hmm. uh, the more you can get your name out there and let people know you're buying houses, yeah. these people are in a lot more houses than just yours, yeah. and they talk to a lot of homeowners. And we have had some leads come in from contractors that we've used, yeah. um, saying, "Hey, let everyone know we buy houses."
1: So yeah, It's growing the network for sure definitely really helps. Yeah, I just wanted to ask that right off the bat because I know um, it that if some people hear that or some that prevents people from getting into it or one of the things um is mm-hmm. that they don't they don't want to be a landlord it's that that i don't know how many times i've heard like i don't want to fix toilets so but and you don't have to i haven't it's, fixed a toilet yeah actually
2: I mean, since, since we started I've, yeah i just don't like toilets <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I it's can, good to hear that we don't you don't have to do that if you're a landlord so we'll get so we'll, we'll go back to the fire where you guys were, were sitting around the fire And you're like, let's do this. And you made the decision together. And then you kind of didn't look back, right? So kind of walk me through what what happened next.
2: So I would say next steps were we made a pact to each other that we're turning the TV off. We're turning the radios off. We're turning social media off. We're turning everything off. And the only thing we're going to take in over the next three to six months was education, Mm -hmm. webinars, um, and, and meetings and books. Mm -hmm. Um, the only time we ever went out to eat was to an IHOP where the local real estate investors met. And that was once a month. Mm -hmm. So that was, it was date night for us when we went (laughs) to the real estate meeting, we went to IHOP and got a short stack. (laughs)
1: Nice.
2: (laughs) And then, you know, listening to the radio was a a new podcast every day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I mean, I, I had an hour to work and an hour back. So I was listening to two a day and then one at lunch. Nice.
1: Yeah. Just soaking you know, it, on, soaking it Every
2: all every night we would either share what we've heard on a podcast because we would try not to listen to the same ones so that we could mm. share the growth mm-hmm. between each other. We decided we're not going to read the same book unless we both agree that hey, you really need to read this book or yeah. <clears throat> you know because we clearly defined what our our lanes were going to be at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I said I'm going to I'm going to go look at the houses. I'm going to really figure out what's a good house. I'm gonna figure out what a good bone structure is on this house, Mm -hmm. Um, figure out all the mechanicals, what makes a good house. That was my lane. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna figure out the people side of it. I'm gonna figure out how to negotiate I'm, um, you know, I'm i I'm a decent talker. Um, some people say I got a silver tongue, but I'm telling you, I don't believe it. <laughs> what I think is I, it's... I fumble over what I'm saying and sometimes it just goes nowhere. So I really had to study and, and figure out how to negotiate, how to talk to people, how mm-hmm. to truly get across what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. without just saying a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Tiffany, think... your, your lanes were.
3: I, I did a lot of researching I have a data background, so almost all of our deals in the beginning came from the MLS,
1: mm-hmm. and it was
3: searching for very specific types of properties, um, areas where we could add a bathroom or a bedroom and get that appraised value higher, um, so we can mm-hmm. do a burr or flip to rent and pull our cash out because we we did not have tons of cash. We're in our early 30s, so cash mm-hmm. was always been an issue. But um, so I would find the deals, I would analyze them then I would send it to Eric and Eric would put an offer in without telling me a lot of times. And I get a call from my agent, Hey, Eric, put another offer in. So then the nice. rule became Eric wasn't allowed to put offers in unless he well, had that,
2: that came up one day when, Bron- <laughs> when, when our agent uh, sent us an email, congratulations, you're under contract. Yeah. And Tiffany said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which house did you put a, a, an offer in on, and who got accepted? What is going on?
1: Yeah, like, oh yeah, I meant to tell you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I meant to tell you, I went and looked at this house, put an offer in. Now we're under contract, so we got three days to figure this out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, if you know, it seems to be, um, be be working out for you. And it, I'm glad you mentioned that because not everybody can can work this closely with their spouse.
2: It's and- tough. It's. It is a challenge, and I don't say that because I, I love Tiffany, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate her, and I respect her. But it is tough when you're trying to when you're. It's our son, Otto. He's that's uh, right. This joining right.
1: me. This is a, well. I definitely gonna, was going to allude to this later on, but, but since he wanted to get in on the podcast as well, yeah. it, I it, like this is this is one of your whys, right? Is to spend time with your family.
2: Oh, and, I tell you and that.
1: To, to not be at work. And, and, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but.
2: um. Oh, and I, and I've shared this with you before. And when we first started, we said, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. And my biggest why personally was I want Tiffany to be able to raise our children um, as much as she wants to at home Mm -hmm. or in the freedom of being in a camper or an RV or at a, cabana and key west i don't know um <laughs> we wanted the freedom to be able to spend just as much time as we wanted to with our children when we had them uh, mm-hmm. We 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 didn't have children yet when we first started obviously um otto's our first our first child and when he came you know it was it was a, a fruition of our goal setting in the beginning mm-hmm. because i get to wake up and and spend as much time with him in the mornings as i want to um And Tiffany can do the same. And that was one of our biggest goals was we want to spend as much time with our kids as possible, Mm -hmm. uh, or as much as we want to. Um, We're not burdened by a nine to five to say, sorry, you can't see your kid this Saturday, play their game, or you can't do this, you're gonna have to miss this recital. Mm -hmm. Um, We never wanted to be in that boat. And this was the opportunity for us to define our own schedule unlimited yeah Yeah.
3: to add to that we had a very big why and very clearly defined goals and that's how we were successful Mm -hmm. we had a little powerpoint that every quarter we'd go in and eric hated these meetings i did but we would go (laughs) in and say what how many houses do we need this this month to get where we want to be in this quarter and this year and we'd break down what well, our three-year goal was into annual, into quarterly, into monthly. I don't think we got to weekly at that point, but not
2: yet,
1: No,
3: we we had very clear goals, and that was that was our roadmap to keep us on track.
1: Yeah, this is this is so cool that you you. So this is what we started talking about earlier: is is a husband and wife team working together. It's not that it, it, <laughs> it's not that, um, necessarily that husband and wife one of them is difficult or not, but when you're all day and all night we're constantly working so closely it's it with anybody you know there, there's bound to be some some uh, chafing i mean for lack of a better word but yeah. what, what you all do and, and we have had this conversation a little bit before um i love the the fact that you have defined your roles and where you, you, and you both bring different skill sets to the team and the business. And it seems to just click and jive. So was that, was that intentional, was, you know, or did, did you all just kind of, I mean, imagine some of it was you kind of fell into place, but was it, is that one of the first things you did is, is really define those roles and say you're better at this and I'm better at this. So this is what we're going to do. Or did you yeah. just kind of, I
3: think it, it was very early that it was cl- pretty clearly defined because mm-hmm. We knew we had different skill sets. Um, I'm more the task data person. Eric's definitely more the people person. So that mm-hmm. it definitely evolved over time to be more and more clearly defined. But it was early on. It was like Eric, you take the structure. I'll find the deals. Mm-hmm. And then it you know, turned into I'll find the financing, and it all kind of naturally fell into place. But it was very intentional because we were both working our full-time jobs and doing mm-hmm. this in the evenings and you know on the side. So we had to have it very clearly defined so that we, someone owned it. If someone didn't own it, then it wouldn't get done. So yeah. the, the lanes definitely made a big difference.
1: Yeah. And it, and really with any team, it, it, even if you're, if you find you know, a, a friend that you're going into a partnership with, I think definitely the, the lesson or the, the, the main point of of this part of the conversation is that having those defined roles, it makes it very clear and setting those expectations about, all right, this is my job. This is what I'm going to take care of. And this is what you're going to take care of. It, it just makes it um, not easy. is not the right word, but it, it makes it um, easier to, to get things done and, and, and move forward, you know, with, with, with tasks and, and uh, get into your goals. Now I love what you said about the goal setting. So get, if you, Dig in a little more about that because I think a lot of people in any business really, um, whether you're an investor or you know, we have a lot of agents that listen to the podcast as well as investors. And it, it's it's my um, I'm of the opinion that everybody should run their business like a business, more like a business and not like just owning a job. So like t- talk a little bit more about that. Was, that. was that something that you picked up through through reading as you were getting more and more involved with investing? Or was this just something that you, you've learned from before and uh, like walk me through your thought process with setting the goals?
3: Well, I learned about goal setting in business school mm-hmm. and talking about SMART goals and how to really define what a goal is. So a SMART goal is that it's specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. Mm-hmm. So it really helps you make sure your goal is not something nebulous, like I want to buy houses, but it's I want to buy three <clears throat> houses in the next year. Mm-hmm very defined. So we, I, I'm a spreadsheet fanatic. So we had spreadsheets and really probably was overkill for Eric on how much I did, but (laughs) I felt like we had to have a plan because if we didn't have a plan, we would either take on too much or not move fast enough. Um, The plan, the goals and the plan was the roadmap really that kept us on task. So there was a period where we bought one house a month while Mm -hmm. I was working. I don't think you, you know, well, you got deployed for part of it. So that was a fun thing to throw on the mix is Eric's in the national guard. So throughout the last three years of our journey, he's been mm. gone probably a solid year close to.
2: Yeah. Three different training events and uh, deployments, local deployments with the COVID. So yeah, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time away from home um, and the machine that Tiffany created through mm-hmm. these, these gold, this goal setting, um, she she literally created a machine through excel sheets mm-hmm. uh, that that we can continue moving forward even while i was out and we had a team you know of of the contractors we use and we were able to keep moving because of that
1: yeah that that's uh, it's like so necessary first of all thank you for your service and but, and everything that you do and, and um you know that's it that's but uh, even being in the national guard it, it's a it's a uh, a sacrifice when you have to go away from your family and your business and and all that stuff. so just number one, thank you for that. Um, this what I'm hearing you say is like the systems that you created are really what helped you m- move the business forward, whether you were like present or or not is that is that accurate?
2: That's quite accurate mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it
3: was set up where I, if something came up, a maintenance request or something with one of the existing rentals or one that we were renovating, I knew who to call to get that handled because it was something Eric normally would have handled. But we, it was an easy transition because we had the team in place and it was just a phone call for me. And then I could trust that they would handle it. Yeah. And not just on the contractors. I, we have a fantastic agent we work with. We've got a great attorney, a great CPA. I mean, the the team is really what helped us get where we are. We would mm-hmm. not be here sure if it wasn't
1: for the team. Yeah, so what, so t- tell me about um, the, some of the systems. Like how, how did you, like walk me through a system of, um, I don't know, like a, acquiring a house. Like what, do you run it through a system and how does that, what does that look like? Just to give some, an example for the listeners.
3: So I have searches on the MLS, well Zillow and Redfin is what I would use. and. They, they would pump pump to my phone. I'd find a house that I I would filter it through my criteria, see if it made sense, run the numbers. If I thought it was a good enough deal, Eric would talk with our agent, go look at it, um, do a preliminary inspection on the house. And then we would put in our offer. Once it was under contract, he would do the full inspection. And then from there, it's just your typical closing process. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we got closer to closing, we would go ahead and create a Gantt chart so basically a timeline of everything that needs to happen and when it's going to happen.
2: And who's doing what part yes. of the job. And yeah. a
3: you know, budget yes. component in that too. So we could try to stay on time, on task, on budget. And it, it never stuck. The first one we built was always modified because, you know, things change and scopes change and things like that. But it we always would pad our timelines and we came probably within a couple of weeks on each deal.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and within five or so thousand dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is miraculous uh, if you had been in the renovation field at all. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if if you're renovating something, expect it to go over time and over budget. I mean, that's yeah. and you know there are times when we come under budget because maybe we find a good deal on some material somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: these These Gantt charts are something I was unfamiliar with whenever we got started. Resisted um, hardly. <laughs> I, I resist things I don't understand at first. <laughs> but now that I understand it, I knew that we needed to put this in place. Yeah. so you know if I do have to go, we know that we're in week three of this project, and in week three, we need to order the appliances. We need to schedule templating for the granite. We need to get the the windows measured for blinds. And we need to schedule the HVAC to come do their rough in. You know, does, mm-hmm. those that is not an accurate description of what a week yeah. three renovation, depending on the house, is. But that's kind of how it worked. That way, we knew what we were doing that week for that renovation.
1: Yeah, that's so so powerful, and I I I don't think a lot of people are doing that in their in their businesses. I mean, and some are, but that there's a lot that are just kind of winging it and there's, and they're stuck to that project, whatever project it is, or they're completely stuck to it because they don't have that.
2: We were absolutely there. Um, yeah. we didn't look at a single house while we were in the first three months of the renovation on our very first intentional property. Mm-hmm. We were just, I was in it. Yeah. She was, she yeah. was doing drywall and painting and so bad. Nice. Um, I, I was running sewer logs. I mean, <laughs> I'd, we were just in it. And now yeah. we back and say, well, we had to go through that to understand the importance of having someone else do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think um, I think it's extremely important that you don't try to skip a step as you're starting. I think it's very important that you do some of the work at the beginning, that, that you struggle. You have to go through certain struggles in order to understand what why you need to replace your struggle later, Mm. Uh, When I say replace it. That means finding someone else to do it. Yeah. I do firmly, firmly believe you need to go through different struggles in your business to appreciate the last, the later part of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the other side of that too, is you also, you you understand what it takes and you know, so that you can, you can, um, you know, trust but verify. I used to have a boss that would say that all the time trust that they're going to do the job correctly. But, you know, since you have the knowledge of what correct is, you can verify that they did do it the correct and way.
2: It's probably going to free your mind to think more abundantly because when you get a thousand dollar plumbing bill
0: mm.
2: before you have tried to do it, you might think, wow, that's expensive. But then you go <laughs> do that job and you're like, I will gladly pay a thousand dollars
1: for someone else to do this. Yeah. It's funny how your mindset shifts around that stuff. Sure. So, so the, um, the, the systems that you have, then the, the, the planning that you do that goes into it and start, you started that right off from, from the beginning, right?
3: No, I would say probably was after the first year, beginning
2: of year two. Okay. It was probably our third or fourth property. That we were like, we need to streamline this Mm -hmm. to make it easier. We need to figure out how to do more than one at one time. Because it was at the start of year two that we were like, we're going to buy one a month. And we did. And we couldn't have done it without creating these processes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: And one a month was not lipstick flips. Uh, We had a full gut. We did one where we had to replace all of the floor joists. And I don't know. You talk about building stuff. but Yeah.
2: the entire floor structure in the whole house was sagging mm-hmm. so that that was a job where we had to just redo all the joists and throughout the whole house
3: the fun part about that season of life is we moved out of our house bought another house that was fully gutted had fire damage and we were renovating that so we were living in a camper and it was probably 200 square feet us mm. a big 50 pound dog and a little 12 pound dog and we were working out of the camper. We would travel wherever we needed to be. And we parked out back of the the full gut renovation. So it's, you know, I'd wake up in the morning, have my coffee outside, see the contractors, say, Hey, awesome, <laughs> work my W2 on my laptop. And yeah, it was a, a fun season that we will never do again.
1: <laughs> yeah. that That's awesome. I didn't know that about y'all. That's, uh-huh that's awesome you just lived on the job (laughs) site
3: yeah well and then we we got fed up with the camper and we had a house that was more of a lipstick so it's like let's just go live in the living room of that house and make do but we didn't think it through so we didn't have we put in granite so we didn't have countertops in the kitchen so the kitchen was basically unusable Mm -hmm. Uh, we tore out a lot of the floors. So like going to the bathroom in the middle of the night with plywood under your feet's really interesting. <laughs> um, we did have a bathroom, so that was nice, but it was, it was a mess of a, a time and makes you appreciate a home so much more.
1: Yeah. Well, do, do you think that accelerated your success by, by doing that? I mean, they call it house hacking. Like
2: I would say that um, it really taught us how to give up things that made us comfortable. Mm-hmm we gave up everything that was comfortable with the exception of each other and our, and our dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we truly embraced the phrase, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that made us a little bit more stronger, um, made us stronger in facing different challenges along the way. And it also proved to us that we could take on more than we thought we could. Yeah. Uh,
3: well, and i just want to add more context we had been married three months when we decided to do this so it was yeah. like the newlywed game of so we were business partners married living in a 200 square foot camper with dogs <laughs> it, i think that's why we work so well together now though is because we went through a lot of trials and yeah kind of uh i guess compressing the cold make a diamond is the way it kind of worked out for us
1: yeah that's a I, that's such an awesome story the, the commitment that you like made the decision like this is what we're going to do and then you literally at all costs like <laughs> did everything you could to make it happen that's the, what I'm the so thought
3: cool. was it would help us financially by renting out our current residence. we did it in july so we thought we'd get a better rent rate and all this stuff I think by the time we got done with it, like with eating out and all the other stuff we had to do because we lived in the camper, we probably broke even. So in that yeah. regard, it's a little, little rough to, to embrace, but I,
2: I wouldn't take it back and do it no. any different way though. we, I think we are wholly where we are today because of the different struggles we faced while doing. Yeah. That.
1: yeah. And that, that would be a, that wouldn't be a good of a story if you stayed in the house. Right. <laughs> it's definitely a better story. But that's so cool. It's um, it, like, speak to the, speak to the, the commitment that y'all had. Cause I don't know if we mentioned this before, but you, you were able to like quit your jobs and you, know, you are just full-time investors and you, and you're, you're not living like that anymore. You're not living in a living room of a house with no floors and no kitchen. Right. You're doing fine now. You've, you've reached success. I mean, success means different things to different people, but mm-hmm. I'd say you're, y'all are doing just right. I know you're, you have loftier goals, but I mean, you're at a point right now where you're, you don't have to go through that discomfort of be living in the camper and all that stuff. So wow. like, get, give me some mindset stuff of what, I know we talked about being a struggle and getting comfortable being uncomfortable, like you just made the commitment and you just did it. So like speak to that a little bit. Cause I think that's a, that's a great, great story as well.
2: So when, when we did, when we made the decision to, to dive into this, you know, and it, this was before I quit my job, mm-hmm. um, I, I would share because I was super excited. I would share this with a lot of co-workers, co-teachers where I worked. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them had a lot to say about it. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I had an uncle that did rental properties mm-hmm. or I had my, my granddad rented a place. Oh, well, you're Oh, it's the worst. Yep. Thing. I couldn't imagine doing that. And you know, all of that, that I heard, I'd bring it home with me and I'd tell Tiff, you know, are we doing the right thing? She's like, listen, everyone's that has a bad experience is going to be extremely loud about their bad experience. But what you don't hear is the success unless you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. And that is through podcasts or through, through different training events, whatnot. Um, and, and a lot of them told me, you know, Eric, you know, you can always come back to teach because, you know, you'll have your certificate and all that. I was like, you know what? I, I may not be as crazy and wildly successful as I think I'm going to be, but I'm <laughs> not coming back to teach. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. I will say that I, I was never and still am not ready to accept that I can't be successful in this and mm-hmm. that we can't achieve our goals through this. I may not be the best at what we're doing. I may not be the best at what I do in my lane, but I'm never going to stop trying. And yeah. so that, that's kind of where I would say my mindset comes from the most is that I just try to be as, as relentless as possible, no matter how much I fail. I, I try to look at any challenge in my way as a, yeah, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to figure out how, Mm-hmm. I, w- I would just say that it's like this book I read <laughs> and it was the very first book I read on us and it was called Rhinoceros Success. Mm-hmm. It's a silly book, um, it's, but it's, it's a great uh, mindset shifter and, and it was for me. And he said, imagine, literally imagine yourself as a 6,000 pound, two inch skin, armor plated uh, skin and you're a rhinoceros Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: everything that you see in the jungle, you can't just go up and take it. You have to charge and you have to make it yours. And at the end of the book, it said, write down on two post-it notes. One, I am a rhinoceros and put that on your fridge. And two, a crazy goal you never think you'll achieve. And I wrote, I want to own two other properties. And I put that on my fridge.
0: Hmm.
2: And then that the end of that year we had bought four and, Just had no clue how we were going to do it, but you know, it was just not accepting no, yeah. Just don't accept no for an answer,
1: yeah. I love that you said a lot there. It, it, there is a lot of people that, as soon as you have a a, a new or different idea, it's um, it, it's like the uh, where did I hear this? Have you ever heard about the, the crabs when they're in the um, the when they, they're trapped in the in the in the trap when they're as you the crab fisherman so the the first couple of crabs go in there because the bait's in there and then they eat the bait and the bait's all gone but crabs still keep coming in to the to the trap and then if you try if one crab tries to leave the trap the other crabs pull them back in so it's like this it's uh, i don't, i forget the whole science behind it but and if the crab insists on trying to get out they'll like literally rip the claws off the crab because they're because they're trying to do something different and uh, they're they're trying to prevent them from doing that so where where crabs do it in a physical manner like humans do it with words so when you go like city in, and all the other teachers are like whoa that's you that's that's you're taking a risk that's a that's a big thing you're not going to make it you're not going to make it it's like them trying to pull you back you know to to because because they're more comfortable if you're not trying to like break the mold and and exceed, because then it kind of reflects back on them that that they're not doing some of the things that maybe they thought they could do. So okay. that's yeah, breaking through that is, is 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 pretty pretty amazing. Um, just in itself, and then just to, you know on top of all the other stuff that goes along with with achieving goals and being relentless and and all that other stuff. So. I mean so what how do you how do you run the business now now we're you're you're you settled down a little bit um you've got your systems running you can do multiple projects at once like what's um are you still like one one house a month goal and flipping or what what's changed
3: Oh uh, we are we're slowing down we realized <laughs> next week will be 3 years that we bought that first big renovation and intentional property Mm-hmm. and we're finishing up some renovations on it to get it re-rented out and that's our last big project right now we've got some just typical maintenance stuff but nothing big mm-hmm. uh, we're in the process of writing a book so that's going to be right. our newest. and really our goal for the next few years is one flip a year buy a couple more rentals and just kind of sustain um and really enjoy life enjoy being parents figuring that whole shebang out and yeah we want to be able to travel. So we got a, a big RV, a much more spacious <laughs> than we lived in previously. We had to get rid of the camper after living in it. It just was no longer a, a fun place to go. So we got the I big imagine. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: so we want to be able to travel for three to six months at a time and check in on the computer and things like that, but have a team in place locally
0: mm-hmm. so
1: we can
3: just go travel and spend time as a family.
1: That's yeah. True. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I probably would have wanted to get rid of the camper as well. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I had to live in it for any, I have a little camper too. I can't imagine like full time in my tiny twenty foot trailer. I don't know how big yours was, but
2: ours was twenty six
1: foot. Twenty six, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so so good. That's awesome. It, it, what I love about it is that you, it's. I mean, you kind of you kind of started off in the camper, and now you're now you're in a new camper for different reasons. So you kind of come around full circle. As you like, achieve your your the freedom. Really, Definitely. is what at the end of the day. So that's
2: our story is from camper to camper, camper to
1: camper. <laughs> that's the name of the book, right there, camper to camper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. So it, I I just love your story because it, I keep saying this, but it, it just is true. It it's this only happened in three years, right? I mean, that's that's right. You were able to completely quit your jobs and uh and we said this before it's it's the it was just the relentless commitment to that goal and um i i think it's such a, a great story for anybody that's listening that is thinking about getting into investments and as you know that me the agent mind it's a, a lot of my listeners are listeners are agents and i'm a firm believer in like every real estate agent should invest in real estate because we're just so close to to the industry you know we shouldn't sit on the sidelines we should be a little bit more involved but that's that's for another episode um so i just love that, that if you're if you're listening out there and you're thinking that there's obstacles where you can't do it or now's not the time or you don't have the money it's like you know you're never going to have the time and you're never gonna have the money you just gotta you just gotta just take action and it's one of the things you all have done is take massive action to get to where you are and i just love the 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 mindset that that y'all um bring to it. So look like what 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 are the things um you know do you do you have in place? Do you do you manage all your own properties or do you hire if you hired a, a property manager? Like what does the, that look
2: like for you? Majority of our houses are self-managed. Mm-hmm. Um the only properties that we do not self-manage are our multi-unit uh, properties uh, where we rent by the bedroom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we that is a a third party system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a company called Pad Split and they manage the placement of the members, they manage the, the payment of all that. We we manage the maintenance of the property itself, but <laughs> we don't deal with hey. members at that point. Yeah. Uh, but everything else, all of our straight rentals, we do self-manage.
3: Yeah, we over the last year and a half or so, we've really focused on expanding our education outside of just books, but going to seminars. Um, so we took a fantastic seminar during the COVID era. They did it on zoom. So, um, it was David Tilney's hassle-free property management and it changed our business. Um, he creates systems that allow you to not fix winky toilets at midnight and mm-hmm. it just, it automates a lot of things. Um, it's just, we, we've used our own systems, but we've also taken systems from other people and education and really applied it to to take a lot of that time away so we're not having to go fix toilets or deal I mean we still have had crazy tenants that's yeah inevitable you can't <laughs> call the crazy out but we've been pretty fortunate with who we've had and it's worked out pretty well
1: yeah and you all you you go how do you screen your tenants like because I know that's a that's certainly um wait on my mind until I learned a little bit more about it, but how do do you go about screening your tenants as, as a owner manager?
3: Um, So we, we've kind of set it up where we are not the owner. We Mm -hmm. are the property management company. Um, We have our properties called in a different entity. And then we have a property management company that master leases the properties from the other entity.
0: Um,
3: So Eric and I work for this, uh, Amberwood Holdings, our, our management company
0: mm-hmm.
3: They don't know we're the owner, some of them do just historically, that's how we handled it in the past. But going forward, the plan is no one's going to know that we're the owners. And we, so we put it out on Facebook marketplace, um, Zillow, different sites like that. And we send them through kind of a series of tests to see, can they follow directions? Um, so Uh, if they call the phone, we have a voicemail set up and an exclusive line for the (laughs) listing. There's a voicemail that says, send an email to an email account. And then when they email the email, there's an automatic response with instructions. And if they follow that, then they can get a tour. uh, Uh, We, I will still respond to people if they don't follow the instructions exactly, but it gives us a good idea of how they're going to be in a relationship as a tenant. And then we, we let them view the property. Um, and if they like our application and, and, you know, things look good, we'll uh, move forward do the credit check and background check and all that. But mm-hmm. we, we are, our, our tenants have to work to get to rent from us, but it's, we also provide really nice clean homes. We're easy to work with. Uh, we fix things as quickly as possible. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a give and take but we expect our tenants to take care of the home to be easy to work with um, pay the rent on time and Maybe be a good,
1: good neighbor yeah that's great you, so, yeah, you, you make them <laughs> like you you got to do a scavenger hunt before you <laughs> can get to see the home that's that's it makes so much sense on so many levels because it it is the it just shows um well maturity for one and you know that, that you can understand the relationship of you're a tenant and you have to pay rent. Like that's, that's elusive to a lot more people than I had anticipated or thought about, which is kind of amazing to me, but that's a whole nother conversation.
3: I, I was spending so much time responding to, is this still available on Facebook? Mm. Because it's a stock response that Facebook has out there. And I, every night would be sitting in the chair responding to, yes, it's available. Yes, it's available. And I just got so tired of it. So that's where the listing says to email us. And it's a designated email just for rental applications. They get all the information they can imagine up front. And it says, please read this entire packet before contacting us with questions. And if they respond with another question, I just, I don't worry about responding because if they can't be bothered to read the five, 10 page PDF, then I'm not going to waste my time on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah
3: kind of self-screen
1: them out yeah most definitely and that what a, what a great way to like you said bring back freedom to mm-hmm. you know and that just another system right. a system i'm huge it's on cool cool. i'm like a systems guy like i love it when when people have implemented like a systems on multiple levels yeah. to be able to step away and work less that's like yeah. we
3: actually work. hired out our last lisa to a kid who just graduated
0: from uh, high school mm-hmm
3: over we did like a 30 minute rundown on how the system works and she took over and at the end of the day I got I think two or three applications to compare and I read through the email conversation she had with them to see who was kind and courteous. One person followed up with her every six hours it felt like and it's like okay so that person who's following up like this is going to be like that when their toilet's leaking or there's some kind of issue that's Mm -hmm. not a pressing you know house on fire kind of maintenance issue. Yeah. So you can get a good idea of how they're going to be as a tenant when in that application
1: process that's you know i'm thinking back to even other application processes i'm like that's what that's what was happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was
1: being i was being tested <laughs> that's so smart though i love it so what 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 else we kind of wrapping up on time here what give me some good like nuggets of wisdom of like if somebody who's sitting on the sidelines kind of looking in wanting to get into investing. Um, like what would you, what would you say to them?
2: Say what Tiffany told me this morning, or maybe it was yesterday morning about, it was a comment someone made, you know, I'm just waiting for house prices to go down mm. and or right. I'm, I'm just waiting for, you know, this neighborhood to, to bottom out and prices to go down. The best time to buy a house was yesterday.
1: Mm. The second
2: best time to buy houses right now. Um, I would say if you find a great deal, it's a great deal. Mm-hmm. If the numbers work, the numbers work. You know, a lot of people get hung up on, oh, that's a way above purchase price than what I expected to make. You know, run your numbers, know how to run your numbers. Look at what it cash flows. What is your ROI? Mm-hmm. Uh, really understand what your goals are before you start looking at different houses because a lot of people get sticker shot. They're like, oh, $200,000 in this zip code. Well, that $200,000 might make you 20 to 30%,
1: you know, yeah. it
2: really depends.
1: Yeah. And, and we won't get into how to analyze deals and all that stuff. So there's a ton of information out there. You just got to Google it and you'll get multiple sites to, to uh, learn how to do that. That information is definitely out there. So, But I, I would recommend that like with any listeners thinking about this, the first thing to do is like just learn how to analyze a deal. Um, and then just start making offers. I mean, uh, in, this, in this, market right now, currently, depending on when you're listening to this, this podcast, um, you know, it's the, the spring of 2021 and like house values are like through the roof right now. So it is, is it, is it difficult to, to pick up something that's going to, you know, make sense after analyzing it? It probably is, but is it impossible? Absolutely not. So, um, and just a tidbit, I know this is about you all, but I've had in the past couple of months, I've made so many offers on houses. I can't, I've lost track after about 30 and just being consistent every day doing that. I was able to find a deal that made sense off the MLS, which right now people are like, you can't find deals off the MLS. If you, if you're looking and you make a consistent habit of doing it, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm case in point that you can. So um,
3: I was from the MLS and it, it was not a killer deal, Yeah, but it was a good house and a good neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we know in five years, we'll be happy with the decision we made.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely.
3: For someone starting out, I think defining the why and why you want to do it is so important because it's not always easy. I mean, we had a lot of roadblocks Eric consistently somehow finds a way to break plumbing like a pipe or something in a house uh one really day, good at nine that nine o'clock at night we pop <laughs> over to one of the renovations to see how it's going and all of a sudden he breaks the pipe so we're trying to find a water main at nine o'clock at night and <laughs> it was a mess but we we did it fast but you don't have to do it fast and yeah. it's it's not always easy there's gonna be challenges and times you want to pull your hair out and cry and we we did that and we're there but we wanted it so bad that we were willing to put up with a lot of garbage for three plus years whatever it took to get us where we are and now we're with this cute little kid he agrees (laughs) (laughs) we we can we have the freedom to work how we want to work and how hard we want to work where um how like all of it it's the world is our oyster now yeah. after some hard work, but we didn't come into this with tons of cash. We didn't have tons of time. I mean, we were working, he worked an obscene amount of hours as a band director, especially in the fall season where you've got football games. Mm-hmm. Competitions and We, we use credit cards with 0% interest intro rates to fund our innovations. And then we would refi and pay it off. So mm-hmm.
2: Borrowed yeah. from my military thrift savings plan.
3: Yeah. Retirement account.
2: You know, mm-hmm. Borrowed from both of our <gasps> retirement accounts.
3: Yeah. We had, that was all we had was a little bit of money in our retirement accounts and mm-hmm. some credit cards. We had good credit. So we at least started with that, but it's, you can do it if you want to really reach the goals. It just takes a lot of time, energy and hustle and mm-hmm. you can find the resources you need. And if you need to partner with someone that's got the money, do that because half of a deal is better than half of nothing, or 100% of nothing.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's almost like um, you, you know, tuition. I know that investors talk about you know paying the price of tuition. And if you're, how much do you learn by going in and on with somebody who can fund it? If yeah. so, you miss out on half the the profit, or you break even, or just make a little bit. Like that's the, instead of paying to go to school and learn it or paying one of the big gurus, like you, you're actually, I would say getting a better education because you're there learning it and doing it yourself. So awesome stuff. Awesome. What, is there anything that I, that I did not ask you all that I should have?
2: What books do we recommend people read?
0: Oh God. There you book- go. <laughs>
2: How much time we got yet? Got... <laughs> <laughs> just play one book. You're
3: putting on the spot.
2: I'm going to say if you haven't gotten started doing anything, go read *Rhinoceros Success*. All right. I'm, I have not read that
1: yet. I'm definitely going to read it.
2: It's such a short, easy read that'll get you off your ass.
1: <laughs> nice. And that's what a lot of people do need. So, I love it. Just one. I, what? What's your second? Tiffany, you have one. do you think one? it's
3: bad? I know it's the the typical answer, but we didn't read it for a long time. I think we were a year, year and a half in when we finally did read it. And really? I, you know, it has just, it really changed the way we view it. Like we, I knew I needed to read it at some point. I don't know mm-hmm. why it took me a year and a half to read it, but it just, I guess it gave words to how I was feeling.
1: Yeah, course. definitely. I'm surprised that you didn't, you were in it so deep before reading it that's usually that everybody's like that's the catalyst that right. it set me over so
2: all i had to do is imagine myself as a, a, a jungle animal yeah
0: <laughs> i would also add a building wealth one
3: house at a time by John Schaub.
1: what was that again we missed John
2: job uh building wealth one house at a time
1: oh, okay yes awesome
3: that was my first real estate book and he talks about if you buy one house a year for 10 years you can become financially independent and nice. buying one house a year is very manageable for most people. So I it really clicked home for me. And then we just
1: kind of, I guess, 10X we we rank card owned it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, as so you can move as fast or as slow as you want. And then, oh, this remind thank you for reminding me because we've we've had this conversation before, Eric. When um when you when you get into it and you 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 really start, you know, making money and doing all that you have a, you're, you're of the mind that there is, there is a point that is enough. So speak to that just a little bit before we wrap up. Cause I think that's a good point to, for, for a lot of people that are out there just chasing, 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 and not really thinking about is an what, at what point is enough enough.
2: Right. So I think enough is really driven by why you got started. Um, a lot of people are into this for financial independence, for financial freedom of some sort. Uh, whether that is just good enough that they don't have to worry about the bills and they, you know, they can go buy what they want and not have to think about it. And then there's a next level of, I want vacation homes on in five different countries. That's a different level of financial independence and financial freedom. And then you have a just what I would call an obnoxious level of, you know, I take my private jet to get to my private Island Yeah. to to go to my private golf course. That's another level of financial independence. But if that is your goal, then, you know, enough for that person is going to seem obnoxious to me because my enough is down here. I, I feel like we have enough when we can eat out just however much we want to when we don't have to worry about going out and to the race or going out camping we mm-hmm. can take 3 months and go camping somewhere that is enough for us and then i would say there's a lot of people that it's not even a money thing you know mm-hmm. they don't really care if they make a lot of money or a crazy lot of money or just a little bit of money it's just fun for them
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so there enough might be well, I'm going to stop when it stops being fun. Mm. I'm going to stop when it's not fun anymore. You know, and then there are some people out there that their goal is I need exactly $8,000 a month and when I reach that number, I'm done and that is enough for them. Yeah. But I feel like if you don't have the end in mind when you start, you might be chasing, you know, a wild horse that'll never be caught.
1: <laughs> that's a Um, good way to put it yeah
2: it's just you keep chasing and chasing but the closer you get the further the horse seems to get away yeah Um, and it i feel like if you're in that uh, that race there's no way it can be fun and there's no way you're ever going to be satisfied with any amount of money Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
2: so i'd say have an end in mind when you get started that way you don't chase that horse
1: yeah because you can always change your mind
2: that's right our why our why and our enough evolved i -hmm. wouldn't say it changed drastically i would just say it evolved yeah um you know our enough was this and now it's this and maybe it was this and now it's this yeah Um, and our our why has always been time freedom but what are we going to do with that time that's what shifts a little bit every now and then
1: yeah awesome well this has been it's been great um I'm I'm looking forward to the, to the book for sure. Do you do you have kind of a timeline when that might be coming out? We're
2: looking to launch the book um, sometime before Thanksgiving this year. Um, okay,
1: awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's 2021. If you're listening, like five years from now, you're like, whoa, like they've written <laughs> ten <laughs> yeah, books sorry,
1: now. This <laughs> is this is what I want to. This is a, a, an open invite to come back once the book is done.
2: Well, thank you so much. Yep. We, are, we are looking to do a, a podcast, a little tour, a little mm-hmm. circuit uh, to promote our book whenever we're ready to, to go ahead and start pushing it out. Nice. You know, we're excited to come back on and talk about it uh, when we cool. get a little further in the writing process. Yeah.
1: And I just, I just want, you, uh, I want you to sign my copy. So when you're huge and inaccessible, <laughs> I could have your, uh, your signatures of my copy.
2: I'll let you know, I'll always be a phone call away <laughs> <But> I am, <laughs> and we'll still be at the IHOP. I guarantee yeah. you, no matter how many books we end up selling yeah. or how many, I don't know, how many books we write. Awesome. You can always find us at the IHOP.
1: <laughs> oh, that's another thing too. So the, uh, you started a, uh, a meetup.
2: I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So just real quick before we wrap up, what was the driving force behind that? Was it just to, for more collaboration? or um... Tiffany
2: and I decided that I have an itch that I haven't scratched in a very long time. Mm. And that is, I need to be talking to people about what I'm passionate about. Um, I need to be in front of a group of people teaching. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a born teacher, I believe. I, I love just sharing what I'm passionate about. Um, sometimes I may not be the, be the most knowledgeable person about what I'm teaching, but I am extremely passionate about uh, real estate investing, but mostly I'm, I'm way more excited to share financial independence with mm-hmm. people. I, I grew up in, in an area of, of Georgia that was a dirt road, single-wide trailer type thing, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people can see themselves out of a situation like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I had no idea where I was going in life as a child or as a young adult, but I knew that I wanted to experience success that was different from the way I grew up. Now I had every need. I Every need was met growing Mm -hmm. up. I I didn't go without because I didn't want a lot. Um, We lived a pretty simple life and we were very happy with what we had, Mm -hmm. but I want more (laughs) now. You know, yeah. now that I am in control of my future and our future, I, I just wanted more. Yeah. And so just showing that you can achieve far more than you ever think you could or thought you could or could even imagine, that's what I want to share.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's a its a good, uh, I, I can tell, I've been to a couple of them and I can tell that you you enjoy passing on the knowledge that you have. So thanks for and doing if that. You're
2: on, If you're on TikTok, I do have a TikTok page. It's the little at sign, Investor Vogel. Um, I do like to try to put out a video or two a week about, you know, whether it's a project we're working on or just a a thought I have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whenever we launch this book, we're going to probably put a lot of our content on this uh, TikTok page.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, I I invite everybody listening to this to come follow me on TikTok, uh, Investor
1: Vogel cool yeah i'll put that in the show notes as well
2: okay
1: this has been this has been great you know, I know I, i've steps, enjoyed it a lot sorry Sophie tiffany couldn't
2: out. be here for the end of it she had to go <laughs> put our son down for a nap he's getting a little cranky
1: oh that's all right but that's just go. Cool. i'm going to say it again i think it's it's so awesome i'm glad y'all didn't get a sitter or anything because <laughs> it, it just it just proves a point that you know that you can get to a this place in life where you don't have to sacrifice time with your family. That's right. And like that is a so that, if, if anybody, if you get one thing out of this episode, it's, it's that. So just, you know, every time you hear, um, you know, auto cooing or, or making a couple of noises there, just know that that, that's exactly, you know, what, where you want to be.
2: <laughs> that's where All we right. want. That's what we wanted.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. Oh, there she is. Hey. Tiffany, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. This has been great. Um I'm sure we could talk on and on and on forever, but uh don't want to you know take up too much of y'all's time. I'm looking forward to the book and uh we'll definitely have you on again for sure.
2: Excited for it. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you both.